Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio, with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. Israelis in the 70s would vacation in Turkey. It was a friendly country, but not anymore. All of that's changing. And if you look in Syria, uh, by the way, one of the things that you notice as we go through this is that there there are countries who have been like really strongly anti-Israel who are not even mentioned. Syria is not even mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Neither is Iraq. Iraq is not mentioned. Egypt is not mentioned. I mean, you've got all these that don't even come up. As students of Scripture, we all too often get laser-focused on some of the things that the Bible does say. However, we would do well to take note of some of the things it doesn't say. In today's message, Pastor Robert will draw your attention to some of the nations that are not listed in Scripture regarding the end times. Now, let's join Pastor Robert for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as he continues his message, Ezekiel. of the land of Magog, the prince, the ruler of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. It's always a reference, you know, Jerusalem is your starting point. Israel is your starting point. So directly north of Israel is the land of Togarma, Turkey. And then a little, a little over to the left, you see Gomer, Tubal, and then, you know, you go further up, Russia, the land of Magog, Georgia down a little below the Magog, and then over to the right, Iran, Persia. What, what we know as Iran was officially still Persia uh, until 1935. Our New King James Version, let's see, and I don't know if it's come up yet. Yeah, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya is the way it's worded in verse 5 in the New King James. But Ethiopia now is different from Ethiopia, you know, a couple of thousand years ago or more. And the, the word that was actually used there is Cush, just like for Libya, the word that was actually used was put. And the general consensus is that Cush and the translated here Ethiopia is probably a reference to Sudan. It's that you know the uh, and the reason for that is is you know the reason for that conjecture and that's really what it is because um, it could be just people from that whole region. But you know we're, we're talking about predominantly Islamic countries there, and when you look up at the area that's identified as Magog is a little different, but you see again the predominantly Muslim countries that are there next to Russia itself. Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 10, we're not going to do that tonight, but you can see why Bible scholars identify these places, because a lot of these names you'll find there in Genesis 
chapter 10, where you see the, the sons of Noah, the descendants of Noah scattering to the different regions. And, you know, I, th- I think it was Japheth that went up to where, you know, the land of Magog. I don't know if you saw, but Iran, Persia, they're a huge player in this. I mean, basically what we're talking about is an alliance between Russia, Turkey, and Iran. And it hasn't been that long ago that this was absurd. I mean, I remember having a conversation, and I've told you about it, with my father-in-law, and he's like, this will never happen. Iran and Russia, there's no way they're going to be in an alliance together. And Israelis in the 70s would vacation in Turkey. It was a friendly country, but not anymore. All of that's changing. And if you look in Syria, uh, by the way, one of the things that you notice as we go through this is that there there are countries who have been like really strongly anti-Israel who are not even mentioned. Syria is not even mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Neither is Iraq. Iraq is not mentioned. Egypt is not mentioned. I mean, you've got all these that don't even come up. But if you look, I don't know if you can see the one, and, and these are different bases. You see the U.S. bases, Russian bases, and the Russian base that's right almost in the middle, Tyus. That's the base that they, the, the Russians just pulled out a week or two ago. And t- within 24 hours, the Iranians moved in with equipment and weaponry and and all this stuff, and just took it over. Iran, Russia, Navy start exercises in the Indian Ocean, February 16th of this year. This is not the first time. Last time they did it, China joined them. Iran and Russia on Tuesday embarked on joint naval exercises in the Indian Ocean, which will include thwarting a mock pirate attack, whatever. Vehicle carrier MV Helios Ray was hit between Thursday night and Friday morning by a blast above the waterline that a U.S. official said ripped holes in both sides of his hull. An Israeli official said limpet mines were used. This was indeed an operation by Iran. That's clear, Netanyahu said. Asked if Israel would retaliate, he said, you know my policy, Iran is Israel's biggest enemy. I'm determined to fend it off. We're striking at it all over the region. You know, one of the things that has happened, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting into U.S. politics here, but you, you need to understand Israel does not trust the U.S. to do what needs to be done with regard to Iran. And they're not. They've made it very, very clear. Netanyahu made it clear again this week. He's not going to allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon which means that they're prepared to do a preemptive strike to take out their capabilities. U.S. conducts airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia facilities in Syria. U.S. airstrikes on Syria, eastern Syria, kill at least 17. It turns out probably not. And, you know, this was just from the the last couple of weeks. And the reason that they did it is that this is the same group of Iranian proxy militias that have, I think, three times in the last few weeks attacked Americans or American bases in the area, in that region. The United Arab Emirates and Israel formalized ties 
in a Washington ceremony on September the 15th brought together by shared concern about, can you read it? Iran. Their so-called Abraham Accords joined by Bahrain have uncorked tourism and commerce between Israel and Gulf Arab countries. Palestinians have been critical of the reproachment. Israel opened an embassy in Abu Dhabi in January, and it goes, it goes on. These are, these are really, really new developments, and they're extremely significant in light of Ezekiel 38 and 39, because the, these Arab countries that kind of stay out of the fight, when Russia, Iran, and Turkey, and Libya, you know, when, when they, when they, decide to come against Israel, why do these other Arab countries stay out? Well, because none of them want to get nuked. And they realize that, that the, the leadership of Iran, they're crazy. Israel has regularly attacked what it says are Iranian-linked targets in Syria in recent years and stepped up such strikes this year in what Western intelligence sources describe as a shadow war to reduce Iran's influence. And then it keeps going, you know, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's government has never publicly acknowledged that there are Iranian forces operating on his behalf in Syria's civil war. And by by the way, I'm taking a lot of these articles from, from Reuters news service to share with you. Western intelligence sources say Israeli strikes this year have undermined Iran's extensive military power in Syria without triggering a major increase in hostilities. Iran has built underground tunnels and spread decoys to help mitigate the impact of repeated Israeli strikes on its elaborate, so forth and so on. And this is just talking about Iran's presence in Syria. Syria says Israel attacks areas around southern Damascus. Now, this is more of the same about Israel attacking the Iranian targets in Syria. But I find it really fascinating, just everything that's going on there in light of the fact that Isaiah chapter 17 says Damascus is going to cease to be a city. I said before, I I really think that's something I'm watching for. If there's a nuclear strike on Damascus, it's like, be listening for the trumpet. That's, I really believe. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 
or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.